Sir. Hey, everybody. Wow, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. You're not allowed to do it. Jen. And Mike. I know how much you love having bad intros to throw somewhere. I've not done a single one. I've not done a single bad intro tape. We've always done it straight yeah, on. Yeah, what's the one that you had to correct like three times because you kept in me making fun of you, except you didn't? You kept in half of my voice? I did. Hey everybody, welcome to Film Buffing Up, or to filthy casual filmgoers take on the American Film Institute's 100 films for 100 years and see where they stack up on our personal list. As always, I'm joined by Jen, I am Mike, and we are said fa- filthy casual filmgoers. Okay, we might not be filthy, we might be well cleaned, very sparkly clean. I might be casual, but I ain't filthy. <laughs> And today we have one I think that we've neither of us have seen. Not ever, never. So it's kind of continuing that trend. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, off the hundred, I definitely have seen less than twenty five. <laughs> <laughs> so quite a few we have not seen, which makes it exciting because, as much as it is nice to kind of relive an older movie, it's kind of nice to now, go so, through one that we haven't seen before. So what I knew about this previously is that it's from nineteen sixty nine. And it may or may not have something to do with motorcycles. Yeah, it's like a biker gang, I guess. A quick overview of just who's in it said Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper. Mm-hmm. And I say that like as though I know who Peter Fonda is. No idea who Peter Fonda is. I know who Henry Fonda is. Peter Fonda is his son. Yeah, that would make sense. That would check <laughs> Apparently out. Apparently they are also related to Jane and Bridget. Also, it makes sense. Makes sense. Um, uh, Dennis Hopper apparently directs it yep. as well as being in it. And also wrote it. And, with Peter Fonda. Oh, okay. I was going to yeah. say, and apparently Jack Nicholson is in it too, but mm-hmm. he's like a, a supporting actor. Like the, the cover of it has Fonda and Hopper's name really big mm-hmm. and then Nicholson kind so, of tiny. So looking quickly at the Wikipedia and looking at what we got here, uh, 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, 85 on Metacritic, 7.3 on IMDb.com. Uh, as you said, it was in 1969 and the basic synopsis is two bikers head from LA to New Orleans through an open country and desert land, and along the way meet a man who bridges a counterculture gap they are unaware of. So seems like maybe a culture clash, something like that. Like a counterculture movie. Okay. A, lot of, a lot of big bands in it. Jimi Hendrix, The Birds, Steppenwolf for the soundtrack. I so. super enjoy that we keep saying it's from 1969. According to Wikipedia, it was released New Year's Day in 1969. 1969. So really 1968. <laughs> um, but from what I understand, and I understand very little about the 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 movie itself, it is like a labor of love for Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper. So I'm presumably there are like wild hogs out there doing their thing. I don't know. I don't um, know. But these are old school bikes too. They look like um, they like look like easy riders. They look like easy riders. Like they're the, <laughs> the the big one, you know, ones with the the wheels all the way across. They're not like um, I was born, Harleys. I was gonna say I was born significantly after 1969. Yeah. I'm going to presume that in my head those bikes are called easy riders because they're the bikes that they ride maybe, in easy rider. Maybe you're maybe they're just easy riders, man. Well, no, because you have like certain kind of motorcycles riders. are like choppers. You got choppers. Or this looks like a chopper to me. Like that looks. No, like a chopper. no, a chopper has more um, substance in this crosshatch yeah. between your legs. This one, this one is very like these are very light ones they almost got like the weird wheels but like they're not like indians or something like that those old school ones yeah. you know 
Um, so other than that, I, I got nothing really. I don't know much about this. Um, we're at what? 80, what are we number are we at? Eighty four. Eighty four. So allegedly, the eighty fourth most important film of the century. Not most important. <laughs> but eighty fourth arbitrarily picked. So, arbitrarily picked by random people in the industry. Who knows? So I guess we'll have to take a look, see where this. Uh, stacks for us. I honestly have very, a very low bar here for me because I, I don't I, care about bikes at all. I don't care and... about bikes, but I like road trip movies, mm-hmm. and they said they're going cross country. Yeah. Um, for a person who is, we're gonna say straight edge. I enjoy mm-hmm. movies where the people are like weirdly into in drugs or whatever, mm-hmm. and the overview synopsis of this, not the one you read, but one that I saw said that they were like kind of older laid back potheads yeah and the reason they're doing this cross-country trip is because they just had like a giant cocaine deal and nice. so they have all this money from it and that's why they're doing the trip so i i might enjoy that yeah we'll, we'll have to see i like i really got nothing nope. on, i have no idea so i guess you'll see us uh in like an i think it's a short one too i think it's only like an hour 40 or uh, something like that uh yeah, say that somewhere I think it's not very long, so hopefully IMDb gives you length. Yeah, we're gonna oh hour thirty five. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're gonna come back or be like, it was five hours. It was the longest movie. Yes. Oh, in Sweden, it wasn't released until June of sixty nine. Oh. Why is that? At Why the is that top important? I don't know. So I guess we'll see you guys. Uh, we're gonna have hopefully a decent movie, or otherwise, yeah. we'll see you on the flip. Yep. And we're back. Ooh, look, I can swivel around this. Ooh, you should put it like even. Okay, that makes more sense. So, um. So. Yeah. So. Easy Rider. Um, I think I want to let you do the synopsis. Oh, that would be quick. Yeah, synop it. So, Easy Rider is a avant-garde counterculture film of the let's say new age like hippie movement i okay. would say and it's about two guys captain america captain america and billy captain america's name is wyatt well yeah but you know we only know that at the end um but captain america and billy are two basically like drifters yeah. kind of drug okay. dealers so the thing is i'm not sure that in their life before this they were drifters because that was the thing at the beginning where i said time doesn't matter anymore man and yeah. you were like yeah right after they made that giant drug deal yep um he took this watch off of his hand and that was like a like not a rolex but like it was a nice like, watch it was a nice yeah. watch and he just like took it off his wrist and left it in the dust in Mexico on an airstrip and left. <laughs> well, so they may have used to be people. People. It's it's hard to tell it because we don't get a lot 
of anything in this film. Yes, this is nope. a very in the moment film. Yeah. Um, and but basically, the the main course of action is they're in ostensibly Mexico. I think maybe like a you know southern like Southern California, but I think it's supposed to be Mexico. I think it's supposed um, to be Mexico. And they're doing a big drug deal for cocaine, and it goes without a hitch. They hide the money in the gas can, gas tank of the one of their hogs. The Captain America. The Captain America hog. There's like a custom-made chopper. Like they roll the money up and into like a stuff tube. it into a tube. It looked like a, a clear hose had. or something. It was a clear hose. I don't know how they stuffed the I ends. I don't know how but... they capped the ends to make sure that and, the gasoline didn't get into the money. Oh, So the, the rest of the movie is them trying to make way to New Orleans so for Mardi them, Gras. Yeah, one of them must have had this dream about, about going to Mardi Gras. Going to Mardi Gras in New Orleans. There's not really a point in going there yeah. other than just to do it. It's especially weird because like they get to New Orleans for Mardi Gras and go into a horror house. Yep. Like they're just they're just missing the Mardi Gras. Maybe they just really like that that hire the prostitutes. They just really like that song there is a house on New Orleans. And then it looks the, it looks the like the they were going to like not that you could actually miss Mardi Gras by spending time, but like but they definitely like, were going to. It looked like they were going yeah. to not get in on any of the activities until they asked the prostitutes. But you're to go do you're Mardi mentioning Gras. what um, happened at the very end of a. a well, almost. so here's the thing. So here's the thing. Nothing Usually, happened in the other person. So I mentioned that I love road trip. Uh huh. This is a road trip movie, and like usually a road trip movie. It's not, life is never about the destination. Mm -hmm. It's about the journey. But the thing is, you know from the beginning that their destination is Mardi Gras in New Orleans, but not for any any reason. Like, like, I'm saying normally. I'm sure there's somewhere it's not. But a lot of the time when there's a road trip movie, it's like, okay, so we're driving cross country to get to college. We're driving yeah. across country there's to no purpose and get to the Little Miss Sunshine pageant. And sometimes, We're driving like, across the country to get to Wally World. Yeah. Like, there's reasons. You're going places. Yeah. And there's usually stakes, right? And there, there's usually, yeah, like, we need get, to get there in a certain uh, amount of time. Well, and I guess there is a stake in that we need to get there before Mardi Gras. But there's not really, like, a... Mardi Gras is just Fat Tuesday, but I yeah. could have sworn I've been told that Mardi Gras in New Orleans is, like... Yeah. So, uh, so... Uh, but basically, they they cross the country uh-huh. in long winded scenes of the so, st- crossing very the country. Very little dialogue. Very little dialogue in the entire film. A I would lot say. Of music. I mean, would you say there was like twenty lines in the movie? Okay, there's, maybe. Okay, there's definitely more than twenty lines because during the time when young Jack Nicholson is with that, them, that has the like most. a couple of dialogues. They, they, they pick up hitchhikers and kind of get their story, but not really. But they go to like a hippie camp and... And they got acid from the hippie they camp. They got acid from the hippie camp and they, they had they had a hitchhiker and they, they got the, the, the hippie there uh-huh. um, and picked him... Or they, they had to deliver him there. Then they went to like a town in like the Midwest somewhere, like maybe like Dakotas or something like that. I don't know. But it was like a very like like America town, right? It was the one like a, where they got arrested. Yeah, they got arrested for parading, for parading a with a permit, and they meet uh, a young Jack Nicholson. And by young, I mean like like thirty eight. Um, young for him. <laughs> and I don't, I'm still not convinced that Jack Nicholson was ever young. Young for him. Um, and they, this is like his tenth or fifteenth movie it, out of. 
yeah. Like so he he's this real cookie cut, like like clean kid, right? Never done nothing wrong. Well, he has done stuff wrong, but he's like you know he's a real like clean has, cut. I mean, he's done enough wrong to get arrested. Yeah, but like they kind of know him, and like he seems and like he, he has like a weird relationship with Jim Beam. Yeah, it's but weird. But he's never done the pot before. No, until they talk him into he's, doing he's the clean pot. cut. He's he kind of represents like. Like the see, I want you to stop saying bad things about him because I want to tell anybody listening who's never met Mike, young Jack Nicholson is Mike. Ah, yeah, that conspiracy theory diatribe did yeah. not sing to your soul. It did, um, but uh, maybe, but he kind of represents like the 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 Americana style, you know, of of, of people, and he's just kind of like clean cut and you know. Happy go lucky, kind of friends with everybody. Um, even if he's got maybe a little bit of a miscreant nature to him, you know. Um, and and they gallivant down to Orleans and they're outside, maybe in like Louisiana somewhere. Um, and they go to a diner and everyone's eyeing them up because they're so weird and with their hippie hair. They don't order any food, the waitress never shows up. Um, and then there's just a brutal beating in the woods. That may or may not have killed It definitely Jack killed Jack Nicholson because they wrapped up his body. Like, his brains were bashed. Oh, okay. So, Jack Nicholson's dead because a bunch of hillbillies beat him up because they don't get... Because they were sort of flirting with the girls. Yeah. And, and they just continue riding. Just easy riding. Well, don't, they, don't stop them for nothing. They had to get some Mardi they, Gras. They get the Mardi Gras. They take some acid with two hookers. Um, and it... The longest scene in the film without a cut it is was, this crazy it was a goddamn trip, acid trip. Man, it was a trip. There, it, it made me feel like there. There's a movie I can't remember the name of it, but I remember watching it when I was taking cl- art classes in college, and it's like the craziest. It, it felt like that. It's basically just like an hour and a half of. No, um, no, that weird cartoon, like that weird cartoon movie, right? No, it, it it's oh, what the hell is it called? It's it's not. It's live action, and it's just mm-hmm. bizarre. It's exactly like that scene. It's just people talking. It's like three or four people talking different narratives at the same time to like a persistent, you know, like kind of. Yeah. Um, it, it was something. I can't remember the name of it now. It's driving me crazy. But it's named after like something to do with like a part of a penis. Part of the penis? Yeah, one of the like the medical terms for like a specific part of the penis, and it's like a series of seven movies, and they show it all the time at like the MoMA. Interesting. It's real fucking weird. Look it up. I don't know. He's got a computer and a phone in front of him, and knows the most you, about this movie. You, you but look instead, it up. You look it up. All right, no, let's look up. Let's let's take us on a journey. Um. Weird good Google. This is the new Google segment with Mike. See, I was gonna say Listomania is live action. Weird totally an acid or movie time. penis name. Let's see if we get it. Movie titles that double as penis names. No, no, we're not. <sighs> see, I'd have called it an acid trip movie penis name. Weird art movie. Damn, what? I just we're never gonna find it. Never gonna find it again. It's really for the best. It's it's for the best um, that you don't know what I'm talking about because it is a difficult film series to watch, and I felt that the same way here. So uh, going back to the conclusion of the film, 
they're they're easy riding their way maybe to Florida after saying they're, they're rich now because of the cocaine. Yeah, we're gonna go Florida and and a, uh, a hillbilly and one of the same hillbilly is sticks out a gun out of a car when they're driving by trying to scare them and accidentally shoots the one guy. See, so that's the thing is, I'm not sure it was an accident. He was like, what happened? What happened? So, and then um, Captain America is going to ride off and try to save Billy, and he rides past the car, and the car blows him away and blows up the... I was like, like, the car was turning around, like, oh, we should go back. And you're like, oh, are they going back to help him? No, no, they're going back to finish it off. And that's it. And it just rolls credits on a, a burning chopper. Um, easy, easy Rider this, is not an easy film to watch. This aerial shot was really strange. Yeah, it doesn't show up. The car. The car that was there. I don't know. It's, it felt like it's weird because at this point in time. There were parts of it that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Well, so so I, I think there's probably the same parts I kind of like in that. And it's what's weird about it is that it's before it, the advent of these, but it kind of reminds me of an hour, 40-minute music video. Okay. Because it follows a very similar format of music videos, of, like, very story-light. Story's there, and I'm not saying there is no story here, but it's very story-light. There's no conflict. There's no character growth. Well, except for one character. I like Jack Nicholson's character growth. Or changes at least a little bit, but there's really no character growth. There's no character arcs. Um, there's barely barely characters. There's just sort of existence. But it's really here as a way to kind of glorify like a life, a vision, mm-hmm. right? Uh, it's trying to present like a feel. And and and, and, feel. and that's what the music was so, for. And, it's a mu- there, and that's okay, why I'm kind of the music there video. There were two or three songs that I was not about. Yeah, <laughs> but like it's decent, like. 60s music, Hendrix and Steppenwolf, and you know, and it, it fits the tone. But most of the the movie is very similar, lot of like a very, very for an avant garde film. It has a very like like very concise structure. See, and it's good that you think that because apparently, so you know how this movie's like an hour and a half. Yeah, the vision of it. In, uh, who did I say was the director? Dennis 12 Hopper. parts. The vision in Dennis Hopper's head was like five hours long. <laughs> and they had to like send him away while they had someone else doctor the film down to an actual film-sized film. Is that not great? It is. It's, it's something. Uh, so let's see. Um, I said I like the music. I said at the beginning, I was like, God, how many scenes have no dialogue? Uh, Dennis Hopper has Owen Wilson face. I mean, I guess Owen Wilson has Dennis Hopper face. Yeah, he looked a lot, especially in this movie, he looked a lot like Owen Wilson. So, so Mike is very familiar with Hopper very specifically from the Mario Brothers movie. Yep, nope, this, you know, true, true cinema. I mean, he exists in other things, I'm sure. But, like, so where he appears in Mario Brothers movie, he's an older man, and his hair is, like, slicked back. Yeah. And so Mike's looking at the Dennis Hopper character going, that's not Dennis Hopper. Is Dennis Hopper later? Is that one, like, Jack Nicholson or something like that? And I was like, no, 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 just wait. Just stare at his face, and when you see the Owen Wilson-ness is when you will see the Dennis Hopper-ness. See that? He does the Dennis Hopper face. It's like, and he's like, oh, that's no, Owen. he does Owen Wilson He does face. Owen Wilson. Well, I don't know. But, yeah, it's, um... It's there. I don't, it's 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 shockingly there. Like he has a it, striking resemblance. 
It's only shocking to Mike because I often get actors mixed up that I think they look very mm-hmm. much the same and they like nobody else thinks these no, people look the no, same. Yeah. But these two really do look the same. <laughs> and we got Peter Fonda who never really did much. Not of of the other Fondas, not really. No. Um you know, he was in Escape from LA. Uh also known as John Carpenter's second worst film. You know. Um and we he was in uh, what else was he in? Is he in anything I don't else? Know. I, when I say not I don't know, else. I could look it up. But bef- instead of doing that, mm-hmm. this is not necessarily the straight to IMDb all trivia section. But some of these trivia's need to be said, and some of these trivia's need to be said in a different order than they're written in because this is really important. The first piece of trivia is that Dennis Hopper and Peter Fonda did not write a full script for the movie, and they made most of it up as they went along. They did not hire a crew, but instead picked up hippies at communes across the country and used friends and passerby, passers-by to hold the cameras and were drunk and stoned most of the time. So that's the very first piece of trivia. There are about five other pieces of trivia in reference to the writing of the script and how much of it was just um, improv. But also, there is another piece about... Dennis Hopper was going through a very bad time during production. Later, he put it down to marijuana not being his creative drug of choice. He was in a state of drug-induced paranoia and was screaming at everyone. Crew members secretly recorded his tirades tirades, and sent the tape to the production company in Los Angeles to explain why so many of them quit the film. How was their crew members recording it to quit the film if they didn't hire any crew? Explain to me about how both of those pieces of trivia could be accurate. I got enough. Okay. Um, wait, wait, wait. There was one other thing that was really important that I say sooner rather than later because it's great. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson broke Fonda's ribs. Yes. <laughs> With his knees. They were, it was such a shaky, <laughs> shaky ride that he squeezed and squeezed until Fonda's ribs went pop. Yeah, the note was that the chopper was so squirrely to ride that at one point Nicholson who was on the back had squeezed his knees on Fonda's side to balance himself and broke one of Fonda's ribs is that not wonderful the uh the weird art house film I have found it's called the Cree Master part one of five what part of the penis is the Cree Master it's the thing that raises the testicles up when it's too cold feels like it's a muscle inside your it's not technically it's technically not the penis but okay it's it's next to the part where the peas stored. That, that's not where. Why do you have to do this? Is this just to link this up to that other podcast? That is not where urine is stored. Pea is stored in the ball. No, it's, a fact. it's not. It's, it's a really, fact. truly not. It's a fact. Everyone knows it. It's not really. If it's not, I know that you want to like man up with Casey and both of you believe this, but that is not where urine is stored. Okay. Anatomy one hundred and one. I'm sure I can find it on the internet. I'm sure you could find someone on the internet who might think that, but they would be wrong. So, tell me more about the weird trivia of this film. I, I know this was a culturally significant film. This was one of Roger Ebert's considered best films ever. That is a thing I have heard. Which makes me question some of Roger Ebert's taste yeah, in films. Because uh-huh. I got to tell you, I did not leave this film I, in a positive way. Yeah. I, I was not. I I was not a revulse like it wasn't like the last picture show where I hated every moment. I just there were bits of this I liked. Sure, yeah. and like overall, 
felt fine, but it just Maybe. felt like I was lacking something. Like I was, I wanted like to a like story. like a story, relationships, relationships, drama, Dra- character development. I'm okay without drama sometimes because the kind of drama you like is like weird train wreck. But like shit. I kind of would have liked something. Along the lines of, like, even if it was, like, these, like, magical hippies that just rode into town, solved the problem, then moved on, that'd they be kind of cool, they too. Didn't, they didn't solve But they didn't solve any problems. In fact, no they kind of made things worse at some point. But, but, like, they just kind of existed. Okay. So we'll get, I'm like, we'll get back to that. Yeah, no, we can get back to it. But I, wanted, I wanted to read the piece of trivia that lets you go off on a bit. Okay. A- according to someone who provided no additional information but you have this additional information in your head do i yeah easy rider is considered to be one of 15 films that changed american cinema Mm -hmm. they don't say what the other 14 are Mm -hmm. they don't say in what way it changed cinema. I, i i don't know the specific other films but what i do know is that this was a not independent film so independent film be one that was paid for directly by a director or a producer Mm -hmm. but this was a very low budget project out of a a company a passion project of peter fonda's and Mm -hmm. presumably also dennis hopper's and apparently they were trying when mm -hmm. i say they were trying to get each other fired uh one of them was trying to get the other fired the whole movie (laughs) probably hopper but i i mean it seems like it's mostly a peter fonda thing but it was one it did so well financially mm-hmm. and critically and it was part of several other films of like the, around that time mm-hmm. of older of not of like just smaller budget more experimental storytelling okay. um i i'm not sure what came out around that time but basically it would be 69 so like what other films were released and 69 that would have been while he's looking that up a lot of this film is done outside because and i quote god is a good gaffer (laughs) yeah i mean like that's actually the parts i kind of liked was the like the elements of um the scenery and like the shots and compositions you kind of got the feel like there's a there's a uh not frenetic energy, but there's an like, there's an energy to the filmmaking. It's not very well done. Yeah, like it, it's it's journeyman at best, uh-huh. but it it captures the feeling of uh-huh. just easy riding easy down the ride. highway. There's there's really good shots of just landscape you know that's really good landscape and, shots and really good them like, riding road, road shots like movement you, across the land the you landscape. get the feeling of this yeah. I, I can't find the other films but um i know that there there were other films of that time that were like just smaller budget okay and essentially they were like oh we can kind of be a bit more experimental yeah um and so that would have led to smaller movies later on that you know you could see today so a lot of the indie film experience of watching smaller searchlight productions and things like that kind of had to start because of the success of this film so you kind of have to respect that this is definitely an avant-garde film Uh, Mike quoted some, like, urban legend thing at me that all the drugs in the movie are real. And they're not. 
So one, they definitely did not actually drop acid. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, the cocaine at the beginning was just uh, powdered sugar. Bummer. And uh, the note was because they couldn't afford the real stuff. <laughs> but they were <laughs> high the whole time. Oh, I could tell. And sometimes also fairly drunk. Which yeah. I don't think those two drugs of choice go well together. No. Um, and then there was a note. I, I don't know what Tom Mankiewicz does, but mm. he apparently does stuff. He was in New Orleans at the same time as them working on a television music special and said, I ran into Dennis and Peter by accident. Nobody had any idea that Easy Rider would become some kind of classic. But my God, if I had the money, I wouldn't have given it to them. They were loaded all day long. Yeah, I mean, and it shows, it, it shows, shows a lot, but that's, that is the performance that they were looking for. Yeah. I, I feel like in a lot of ways, and, and we talk about this a lot on this podcast sometimes of how do you judge a film, you know, 60 years later, yeah. right? And like, how, can you judge a film of its time versus now? And in a lot of ways, we try to view these not just as an artifact of its time, but we do try to compare this to our film-going experience today to see where they, they stack up in the 2020s. You I know? would not pay to go see this. I would not pay to see this movie. Um, I might put it on TV when it shows up on HBO, if it ever does. I might put it on if it was on Amazon Prime, yeah, I, but I would not put out money to rent it. And I just have a now. hard time even imagining at that time. I mean, I guess it had to exist in the 1960s because only people that were just perpetually high would probably get anything out of it. Like, because it's just, there's just not enough there for me to imagine that, like, a mainstream audience would have really dug. I don't know. Okay, so, for a second, Without looking at actual facts and just go by feelings. Kind of like Midnight in Paris-esque. I don't want you to research your character. I want you to just be that character Uh based on their writing style. Right. Other movies where people are hopped up on drugs or drunk the whole time that are enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Mainstream media people loved Cheech and Chong. Yep. Harold and Kumar. Yep. You're trying to, I was going to say, are you trying to say it's a duo thing? There's a duo here. Is that not? Well, I mean, there's like plot and humor. Okay. So like, okay. So the problem is I listed humorous movies. So I have to find a serious movie where the people are just high all the time off, off their rockers. Okay. Serious movie. (laughs) You're trying hard in there. I'm trying. I'm going to ask Google to help. But, like, if we look at the films of the 1960s here. hot movie is how to find it? So, so let's look at some of the other films that came out in 1969. Western, Wild Bunch, The Battle of Britain, Hello, Dolly. Is that the original True Grit? True Grit, another Western. Midnight Cowboy. So, again, very traditional. Butch, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, The Undefeated. A lot of Westerns, a lot of very traditional films which makes it actually even more oppress- impressive that 
a film like Easy Rider came out at this time. Is there, is there actually a Wikipedia no, this article? Is, this is important to me because this says it's a list of films containing frequent marijuana use, not necessarily stoner films. So I had to open stoner films separately. Right, right, right. Because the list of films containing frequent marijuana use includes The Thing. Yeah, that happens a lot in there. Does it? How much pot are they doing in The Thing? They're always smoking pot in there. There's a little bit of pot in Breakfast Club, but mm-hmm. they're not like. So the thing is, we might need to look at stoner films as opposed to where they're smoking a lot of pot because, like, Friday apparently <laughs> counts. I guess Big Lebowski is also technically a comedy. Fear and Loathing okay, in Las Vegas would probably be the closest that parallel is, to that this. is a traveling movie mm-hmm. where the main character is so out of his mind yep. and a. I'm sorry to say this because I know you're going to make me watch it, and I don't think I want to watch it. I've never actually watched it, but I do understand that Johnny Depp in it yes. lived in that Hunter S. Thompson's basement yes. for a couple of months before filming well, he's to like fully essentially portraying him because he's being it, him. It's, yes. it's fictionalized um, version, but it's, it's my notion. Based on that. My notion is that the way that film is, it feels like you're yes. fucked up yeah. watching it. But but there's there's plot, there's conflict, there's com- interpersonal conflict as well as like man versus self conflict, especially okay. a lot of man versus self conflict in that. Um and humor. I I just think that there's something lacking in this film in general. So I just need to point out as I'm not actually straight edge because I do drink. I don't. I didn't even realize that there is a lot of marijuana usage in a lot of these movies that it's listing, mm-hmm. like Slackers. But like Idle Hands. I mean, sure they have a the dead guy has a bong. Yeah, so that's probably what counts as it. Okay, so I'm gonna look at stoner films instead. Okay, if that gives great me a list also. riveting. Well, because I want to find. I mean. Yes, Fear and Loathing, and you like Fear and Loathing, but Fear and Loathing has a more story because it is story. Mr. Thompson's. Yeah, it's 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 about a person kind of learning who they are. And that that's not this. This is not that. No, There's no, not no. this. <laughs> they not they this. know they know who they are. There's one moment of character like plot between these two characters, and it's right before they die. Yeah. Whereas one guy's like, man, we could be rich. We're rich now. We should yeah, just retire. Should no, man. No. That's not the way. And that's it. There's nothing that happens. And, like, it just exists. But, like, it's not a bad watch. Like, it's, it's, fine, it's fine. But I just struggle with seeing its importance on this list, on other people's critical reception. Okay, so we're going to do... Mm-hmm. Net positive or net negative? Uh-huh. Okay, so first, in the moment, positive or negative, while watching it. Whether, for me? For you, in the moment, watching it, enjoyment, despair and angst. Not as far as despair on and angst, but it leans closer to Boredom. negative. Yeah. Okay, so then probably, after the fact, net negative. Probably. Lasting. Lasting? Um, Is it short-term net negative or long-term net negative? Like Ben-Hur. <laughs> I mean, but I like parts of Ben-Hur. 
<laughs> Sorry, what was the one? Last picture show. Last picture show is was a long term ne- net negative. Net negative. It was I feel so bad, that I am a worse, worse. I feel like I'm a worse person for having watched it. Like it has Ooh. irreparably damaged me in a way that I'll never come out of. And no, this movie is not that. Okay. okay. So <laughs> I'm not saying take. Last Picture Show. Oh, I'm gonna... not saying Easy Rider. Easy <laughs> Rider. Because I, I, I thought you and I thought you enjoyed <laughs> Jack Nicholson taking up your diatribe. It's all about the UFOs, man. It's all about the UFOs. There man. are aliens out there, and they're Absolutely. people just like, no, like us. This, but their technology this film, is better than ours. I, it, it's fine. It just kind of felt like a waste of time. Okay. Where I, I, it was. It's kind of a cock tease because there's a lot of things in it that I would like. Okay. Like, I enjoy a long, slow building story. I love character but moments. They, it wasn't going anywhere. They weren't building things. No, they weren't. They were and, but like... that was the problem is that there was the foundation. It's like, so, so I, as an aside, as we're doing the film institute list i'm also watching the regular trash i watch uh-huh. and one of the things we found over the weekend that i had a immense amount of fun watching was this small little indie movie from a first-time director called cosmos oh, yeah, on amazon and what it is is a very slow little character piece so like- like molasses slow people. molasses slow Pe- people at home he's going to talk positive about this it doesn't deserve that much positive it, take it with a grain of salt do not don't watch this unless you actually want to watch this it reminded me of the man from earth which again i've <laughs> i've talked yes. so i i'm i'm predisposed to longer like not one act stories because it's not wasn't a one act story. Though I will say that I, there's things I don't like about Cosmos, and I'm not saying that like this. I'm not going to glow about it, but I really enjoyed the build of the characters. The build of the plot was interesting. How the plot informed what the characters were doing and how they were developing as people. As we saw conflict arise between them, I thought all of that was really good. And so like. And and I like um like a sort of like neo like like neo western style storytelling and, and western indie like literary way not like a film western right not the hello you know like the John John Wayne shit but like the the pl- like slower methodical storytelling about broken characters struggling in a conflict between man versus nature and man versus self. And I like those stories. So I'm 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 fine with those slower stories with even minimal dialogue that tell a compelling story. And there's elements here that feel like it's going to do that. And then I look up and I'm like this movie's 138 minutes or something like that. And we're 59 minutes in. Four lines of dialogue have been uttered. Yeah, that was more than four lines of dialogue. Five lines of dialogue have Maybe. been uttered. And I'm left wondering, when will the plot start? Never. And it never does. Yes, that is true. And and that's my problem. 
um, in, okay. in my long-winded way to get there. That That's my problem with that. Okay, so this is... Everyone knows I have a top list and a yes. bottom list. Let's place um, this fucking thing. I, it's going to go on my bottom list. Yeah. It was better than the last picture show. Yeah. It was better than the French Connection. Hmm. I don't think I have that where you have it. You, you don't. I think um, you have it higher. It's... I want to say... Oh, are you going to have to decide between this and do the right yes, thing? Yes, it's either right oh. or right below oh. do the right thing. Because... Kill your babies. What are you going to do? <laughs> Kill my babies. Because I hated do the right thing. I know thing. you did. Where did you put Easy Rider? But we had a really good conversation about do the right thing. Sure. It was thought-provoking in some way. Probably don't go back and watch. I'm like, watch. Probably don't go back and listen to that right now. <laughs> no. Or do. It may be more culturally significant than you think. Yeah, that's why I'm saying don't. I don't remember what we said, but we probably didn't say good things. I, I did. <laughs> Thank you very much. Don't want me in with you. Me saying that the man didn't deserve his paycheck because he's the reason that they started rioting? <laughs> But might but, be a problem. But you know that yeah, that film though, like again, problems with maybe characters not developing as much as they should, yeah. or it, it there's similar tones to Easy Rider in that film in terms of maybe story development, right? All right, All right. this is this is sad. Where are you doing? I, Where gonna, are you? I'm gonna say that do the right thing was better. Whoa, this makes me so sad because like because so I I genuinely enjoyed parts of this movie. But also, uh, I definitely liked Ben-Hur more than this. Yeah. Right? Especially, I think my favorite thing about Ben-Hur was, um, so you guys don't know, because I don't think we told you how long. We had to wait a day before recording our thoughts <laughs> after watching Ben-Hur. Because Mike needed to digest. He needed to <laughs> mentally digest oh. what had happened. Oh, like, it was so hard. The movie ended, and he was like, well, um, uh? I was feeling very conflicted. I still feel very conflicted, and I'm still not sure if Ben-Hur will rise higher on the list, because I, I look back at it in fondness, in, a, <laughs> in, right. in, in the way that a battered like girlfriend did to he didn't mean it he didn't mean it you know there was things those were there were times Sometimes, that things were really good there were times that things were really good <laughs> and then he just he lost his temper a little because he had too much to drink maybe it's my fault maybe it's my fault i didn't get ben her i mean it might be my fault i don't get ben her Maybe it didn't do nothing. Yeah, so the long and short, Easy Rider is in my bottom three, and yeah. that's sad. So my bottom three are um, worst to better. Last Picture Show, French Connection, Easy Rider. My top three best to worst are 12 Angry Men, Sixth Sense, and Yankee Doodle Dandy. Um, and not dissimilar, I, I follow a kind of similar trajectory on mine. Um, Last Picture Show, still solidly at 100 on my list. Um, out of a top sixteen, <laughs> still, um, is never going. It's, there's no point in ever putting it anywhere else on the list. Um, it's ostensibly the actual number sixteen on the list of the films we watched. But it's not though. 
It will for I, I don't foresee anything else. I feel really bad because the I, last picture show has people in it. It has people in it, yeah. But like Man. Uh, so Sophie's choice I found miserable and I, I had prior to this I had said that I almost feel confident in locking it in at ninety nine. I ended up saying that Sophie's choice is better than Easy Ride. I know you did. I and, and that's why I, I maybe you need to reconsider where you put it. But then you have some really weird situations where you might have to put Easy Rider, Rider over Toy Story. No, Easy Rider <laughs> is definitively not better than Toy Story. <laughs> Toy Story is in my bottom ten. For, it looks like six But for bottom. a very different reason. But for a very different reason, yeah. Because like, in the moment, watching Toy Story, it's enjoyable. Right. But... The vapidness consumes you it, afterwards. It... Yeah, like, you know how people say, like, you're losing intelligence listening to someone talk? Like, listening to this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Like, it, it was it was a net negative emotional drain, I guess. Like, watching Toy Story left me worse yep. for having seen it. No, definitely. But, like, it's sort of enjoyable in the moment. <laughs> um, so so here's here's where I have Easy Rider. And I had a... I actually had... This was a struggle for me because I really... I, there's not necessarily thing like a lot of things that I liked about this, but I was left feeling that kind of slightly negative ambivalence that made it hard to judge when I had kind of visceral reactions to some films. Mm-hmm. Um, but at fifteen, at sixteen, technically or a hundred is the last picture show. Um, fifteen is Sophie's Choice. Fourteen is Swing Time, and I think I have it at thirteen. Which is Easy Rider. Um, so right after that is the French Connection, which was a struggle. It was hard to tell whether I liked French Connection more, but I think the fact that it had a plot made it win out. It technically had a plot. Um, I found that plot kind of boring, but there were parts that were enjoyable. Um, and then Toy Story at 11, Do the Right Thing at 10, and Ben Hur. Kind of now in the top half. Sadness. At number nine. Will it stay? That's a sadness, is what that is. Eventually, will will Ben-Hur somehow find its way to move up to number five Uh, or beyond? No, it belongs in the bottom 50. (laughs) It may still be in the bottom 50, but technically right now, it is in the top half by dint of other films being worked. This is a sadness. So what are we watching next week? Next week... We're watching Titanic. I I have seen Titanic. You have. I have also seen Titanic. You seem to think I don't like Titanic. Uh, so, I think that I might even not actually like <laughs> Titanic because of how long it is. Like, it's another one of those, there are high points mm-hmm. and there's a lot of plateaus. I got to see Kate Beckinsale. No, Beckinsale is the one from Underworld. Yeah, no, Who's not in it? That Kate, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet topless. And that's all right. I mean, in 1997, when you were 10... There were boobies on the screen, there and that were, was fun. There were boobs on the screen. I learned a lot about myself that day. And and the clothing choices of that time mm-hmm. had some really nice decolletages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and there was some energetic this, dancing with the decolletage uh, the, out. The, the set is beautiful. The music's great. Oh. The costumes are great. The actors is are it, fine. Oh There's God. a plot in it. Oh There's God. conflict. Is There's it, someone gets sh- fucking shot at. Is it Kathy Bates has the unsinkable Molly Brown? Yeah. Yeah. There's parts oh, of that. And that, guy, and that guy with the eyeliner eyelashes, you know the one I mean. <laughs> I, I think the thing that I remember, though, from Titanic that's a struggle is that it's a very long film. It's a very long It's Ben-Hur lengths. It is. But also... <sighs> and Jesus doesn't come back at this one. Yeah, th- well, this one doesn't Would have made a very Jesus. different story. Yeah, this one doesn't have any Jesus, but it does Oh, no, have... yeah, yeah. There is no God in this one. There is no God there's in this a, one. There's only ice. There is a band that goes down with the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's good. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, fuck bands. No, it's, it's important to me <laughs> that... At the moment of a giant disaster, when people start yelling about women and children first, which always shows up in pop culture media, Mm -hmm. but I don't think is an actual thing. (laughs) But when they have that, when there are people that know that they're going to die anyway. The band must play. And they decide to set up their seats and play music so that everyone else who is also going to die at least has some good music to go down to. Oh, and there's, oh, and there's like uh, that old man, old lady, just like... Mm -hmm. Curled up, spooning on their bed as there, the water There's moments in that film that are good, that are played out by the band, and a penny whistle solo. Yep. Come on, yep. <laughs> and that sounds like it's our penny whistle solo. Oh, but I didn't get to give an overview of any of the other ones coming nope. up. Nope. It is time for us to depart. Uh, we have okay. our tickets for the Titanic's maiden voyage, and we will see if we last and fare better than its previous. Incarnation, but the band plays on for us. Thank you all for joining us once again for film buffing up. We will see you next time. Peace. See, I know that you're saying that just so that I can't say it. I'm still gonna say it. Peace. I mean, you know, not literally. I mean, I, th- I think we could probably use some peace right now. But it's important that when it comes from a villain, <laughs> they say it by accident. There's <laughs> a pee. Oh, wait a second. I didn't want to wish you peace. <laughs> See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.